It is time to reawaken to your own inner potency. It is time to rise within. Welcome to this episode beauty of the Rise Within podcast, a space for you to explore, embody and rise into your own personal power. I'm your host Georgina Rose, a trauma-informed self-discovery coach and energetic alignment mentor who supports individuals just like you that are ready to deep dive into awakening your most authentic self and let it shine out into the world, no matter where you are on your journey. If you're someone who is ready to rise into your personal development journey and live a more authentic and aligned life, then you're in the right place. I'm so grateful that you're here and stoked to be sharing this episode with you, so let's dive in. Hello beauty and welcome back to the Rise Within podcast. I'm so stoked that you're joining me here for episode five where we're going to be chatting all about what human design is and what it is not. So many people love to pigeonhole this incredible system into a certain box and find limitations within it. They love to judge it, doubt it, all the things we humans do when we're being introduced to something new and different. So before they really actually got on to know how it works for them. So I really wanted to explain and clarify some amazing things about the system and dispel some other thoughts that I have been seeing uh, being shared within the human design world. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really, really pleased that you're here. And If you enjoy this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, share, download so that we can spread this podcast out to more people to support them in their healing journey. So I felt like this was a nice way to bring some more information about human design to you before we drop in in the next few episodes around the actual moving pieces of human design. Um, I thought that this was a good place to start with that or if you're already learning about human design and integrating it into your life then this episode is a great place to support you and help you to not feel like you're limiting yourself by what your chart is showing because I know that I did when I first started looking into human design as I wasn't well versed in how to use my chart to support myself day to day and only saw the parts of me that I wasn't, the parts that it showed that I didn't have a defined centre or I wasn't a certain type or anything like that. Not where I could actually lean in to learn more about myself and my strengths and where I can do the healing work. So which Actually, I'm going to add is really, really common and not something to be harsh on yourself for if you know that you have already done this or you notice that you do this. When looking at your chart for the first time, there will always be certain parts of the chart which resonate with you more than what you see. But there is a reason for this and it may be that it's showing up in other places that you just haven't learned about yet. So don't think that it means that if it's not there in the obvious place that you're reading around or delving into in the moment, that there's not other ways that it shows up for you within your chart. Your body's wisdom always knows. So trust in that and know that it could just be somewhere else in the chart. And it doesn't make you less than if you don't see it there immediately. In the last episode, I shared with you some things that I wish that I had known 
before I began my human design journey. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode, then please make sure to head back and listen to it, as it may just help you not to fall into the same overwhelming spaces that I did. Hello, line three profile, trial and test energy. (laughs) That's all about what it is. Sometimes we dive in before we're even ready to just to see what we can learn. And it's pretty sticky and challenging and hard going, but there we go. So my human design journey started back in 2021, where I heard one of my mentors chatting about human design on a podcast and her being a 1-3 manifesting generator. Now, all of this language was like, what are you talking about? And then I managed to pull out this part about human design. So that's when I started to look into it a little bit more. And it was all about how it has helped her to understand how she can use her energy better in her business, how to recognize when and where to pull her attention to different projects and how to move with more ease in her life and working within her team. So if you're looking at your human design chart and wondering how this can show up in all areas of your life, it's so applicable to every single part, whether it's your energy, the way that you want to function, your boundaries, the way that you express yourself, your relationships with other people, working through your business or anything at all here, it can really, really support in a multitude of different ways. Now, I am a 1-3 manifester, so that means that I, as a manifester, I have surges of energy and love, love, love to deep dive into exploring a certain subject and then getting to test it, try it, fail at it, learn the lessons until I find the nuance of whatever I'm looking at that feels right for me. And this is more to do with that deep dive and then the trial and error is more to do with the one three, which is to do with my profile. And I found through my trial and error that I hardly ever fit into how it works for somebody else. Hello, being a manifester as well. We are extremely unique in that way. And I very much need to go through the process of trying it out for myself before I can create what feels right for me. And this way I start to build the trust with what works and then it actually does work for me and it gets to work for me when I find the nuance that I can mould with what feels good for me, what doesn't feel good for me and then know that it is integrated because I've tried and tested it myself and I feel it within my body rather than just blindly leaning into what others have done before me and fit myself into their box of what may have worked for them. So when I started learning about my profile lines and what the one, the investigator, that is his name, meant, I went all into the deep researching space of what the hell human design was. And on a side note, the profile line, just I'm going to be diving into this into some other episodes further along the line, but just so you get a little bit of context, the profile line is the way that your energy works, the way that it functions. So for me, I am a one three, one meaning the investigator, whereby I love to get into the depths, the nitty gritty of learning everything I can about a subject, a person, a situation, a process before I feel confident in sharing or applying it for myself. And the three is traditionally called the martyr, which 
I sometimes kind of feel is the opposite energy of the one whereby I am meant to go out and try it out, test the waters, let myself fall and fail to learn the lessons, to get stuck in the mud and then share my wisdom through all of my adventures that I've had led me to that place so that others do not have to make the same mistakes, hence the name The Martyr. But actually when I lean into those two, then they really do kind of help one another out because the one gives you the knowledge, the depth to then be able to feel safe to trial and test and see what works. A lot of the shadow of both of these is perfectionism and I spoke about that in episode three. So if you listen to that episode already, if you have listened to it already, then you will be starting to fit those pieces together a little bit maybe as to why I'm so passionate about that subject and doing the healing work around this to find more ease in uh, in my life and to support you to find it as well. But with these two energies, it's very much this space of, or sorry, actually going back to the three, what I tend to find is, is that when we're, because that sits in my unconscious space, it's something that I delve into without possibly even being aware of it. So I can sometimes jump into it before I've, you know, done my little investigating about the subject. I can dive in and want to get all the answers straight away. There's a there's a level of urgency in the shadow of the profile three. Um so if you're a one three, then that's a little uh, intro to a bit about your energy and how it best works. Um, but again, I will talk more about this another time. So I'm definitely getting off track here. Um, so let's come back to the episode. And I'm going to be sharing with you today five things human design is and five things that human design is not. And I've decided to do this in a way that I'm going to be sharing one truth and then one untruth, and then coming back to another truth, and then another untruth. Finishing off with my favourite bonus treat and reminder for you at the end. Um, so let's just get straight into this, I think. So the first one of what human design is, it is a modern day system which is equal parts scientific and strategic, as well as esoteric and spiritual. It blows my mind this system and it's just so powerful because it gets to show you your energetic blueprint and it's like your soul's operating system to support you to move through your life in a way you've always been pulled by what is right for you even if you never gave yourself permission to do so in the past because you've been trying to fit yourself into this box of what society or other people expect of you. So this system pulls on the knowledge from astrology, the chakra system, the I, tree, I, I Ching <laughs> and the tree of life from the Kabbalah to create your unique body graph. It uses quantum physics as well as energetics to explain your unique blueprint. Now, if you haven't already looked up your chart, then no worries. You can do this for free. Um, at various different websites. I really love mybodygraph.com to start off with. And don't worry, I'll link this in the show notes for you so you don't need to remember to write this down or remember it um, so that you can head straight there to check it out. What you'll need is your birth date, your time and place of birth for the most accurate reading. Um, 
But if you don't know your exact birth time, as not many people do, try to enter into the nearest hour or minute that you are able to, or even just the closest three hours. So if you knew that you were born sometime in the morning, I mean, that kind of spans from midnight to uh, midday, but any anything around that, if it's an early, early morning or the middle of the night morning, then just put it in as close that you possibly can. And the basic chart where you're just starting off, it shouldn't vary too much with um, an inaccurate birth time. But as you delve deeper, there are certain parts to it which will be affected uh, as, as you do keep learning about your chart. So the reason why I really like mybodygraph.com and its platform for starting out is it actually gives you some basic information for you to get started and it's a little clearer when you look at the actual chart than some other platforms because it takes away a lot of different layers of the chart so you're just kind of left with the essentials of what you might need to start to delve into learning more about your energetic blueprint and lots of other chart platforms put on lots of unnecessary things. So I really think that if you're looking for simplicity and you don't want to get overwhelmed, then mybodygraph.com is a definite way to bring in that simplicity when you're starting out with this new concept. So as much as many of you want to dive in, and I know that for myself, I'm like, give me all the information as soon as possible. I'm going to buy all the books, going to look at all the different courses that I can do. This is my live one. <laughs> it's so true to me. Um, so yeah, you're going to want to learn all the things before anything is integrated. I'm going to let this be your invitation right now to take things slow. There is plenty on a chart that you will look at and think, what the hell is this and want to investigate. So give yourself permission to take your time and to not rush and to work with everything to not only understand it and know it, but to explore it within your body so it's integrated before you move on to the next part, because it will only lend and inform the next part of your journey. Okay, so our first point to touch on what human design is not is, it is not another way to restrict yourself and to put yourself in another box. Because quite frankly, we already restrict ourselves enough and place ourselves in enough boxes living through an idea or a lens from somebody else, from society, from what other people want by putting certain labels on ourselves and creating an identity which underneath it all will never explain the vastness of who you really are. It creates intrinsic judgments and opens the floor for others' judgments to be welcomed in as well, which really are never actually accurate because nobody really knows you as well as you know yourself, as much as people claim that they see sides of you that maybe you're not aware of. You still know yourself better if you are tuned in and give yourself the opportunity to tap into your infinite energy. And human design isn't another way to place you into more boxes. And I've seen quite a few people restricting themselves to being one way based on what their chart says. But what if instead it was the opportunity to direct your energy towards a specific part of the chart without rejecting every other part of yourself. 
to experiment, to play, to explore, to try on and find your own unique way of expressing what your chart shows you. It's called the human design experiment for a reason, as there are so many moving parts of the chart which could determine how you express and live your life. But it is about trying on that part of you and seeing how it fits, like lots of different clothes. And I'm going to give you a little example of this. So, ladies, you'll probably know this more so than men, perhaps, but let's go into it anyway. So, for example, you may think of yourself and attach yourself to being a certain clothes size as a part of your identity. And sometimes some things change in your body. You may fluctuate in your weight. Your shape may change due to more exercise, less exercise, different various things may happen. Or you may decide to shop a completely different brand to what you usually are, what you usually do even. So it may be that the fit is different and in that moment, you can have a choice. You can either wear your usual size and be quite uncomfortable and it not quite fit. Maybe it's too baggy or a little bit too tight. Or maybe you allow yourself to shift and not fit yourself into the box that you had before, letting go of a certain identity to let your body feel more free and comfortable in a size that actually does suit you where you don't conform to the idea you had of yourself or what others may think it means if you change your dress size, but that you give permission, give yourself permission to be who you are actually. For instance, I shop in H&M, I have always shopped in H&M, and there's, at, at one point in my life I was a size six for a long time, size six to size eight, and um Recently, a couple of years ago, after I did some deep nervous system work, I put on a bunch of weight, which I've never been able to do in my life before. Um, And then I went into H&M and I tried on some clothes and I was like, okay, so actually now on top, I'm kind of a size eight, whereas before I was a size six and on bottom, I'm sort of an eight to 10, but I'm not really too sure. Now I go into the shop And size 10 is too tight for me and I have to wear a size 12. And in my head, I look at my body and I'm like, I'm definitely not a size 12. And people say to me, you're definitely not a size 12. You're an 8 to 10. But if I attached to what um, H&M told me, then it could trigger a whole wealth of different experiences, different thoughts in my mind, placing myself in different boxes, thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to lose a load of weight if I want to get back to that size that I was, when actually I'm just going to embrace that my body has changed slightly and I'm not at all unhealthy in the shape that I am, but I want to be comfortable. So the size doesn't even matter because it's not universal as much as they try to make it. It's definitely not, depending on the fit. This is the same with human design. So we're not here to put you in another box. This is here for you to explore the nuances of your life, of your energy, of your soul's blueprint. And this kind of leads me on to my next point. So human design is the ultimate permission slip to live how your energy needs you to rather than feeling like you have to fit in. So let yourself lean into that. So many people I've shared human design with, and actually the majority, in fact, have ended up 
crying from relief of being so seen with parts of them that they've pushed down so far in their consciousness to try to fit in with what is expected of them without them even realizing their patterning. Parts of them that they're too afraid to share with others and live in a way that actually feels right for them through fear of letting people down or whatever it may be. And when I began doing this for myself and offering myself that permission slip to no longer do what others expected, when I set new boundaries on my time and energy based on my manifester energy cycle, that surge and rest and surge and rest, it was like a massive weight was lifted from my shoulders. And from that, I learned that most of it was pressure I was actually putting on myself to fit in with others to be a certain way around other people, to feel like I was being accepted, rather than the actual pressure of coming from other people. And those that love me really understood and still loved me, even more in fact, for listening to my body, listening to my energy and no longer trying to force something which wasn't right for me, as they felt that energy as well. And the old version of me, no one was really getting the best parts of me. They were only getting the parts that were on edge and feeling like I had to be a certain way. So give yourself permission here to live as your energy needs you to, rather than feeling like you have to be a certain way, because in the end, it's not actually going to really support you. So point number two of what human design is not, it is not another personality test. Your personality is made up of your conditioned behaviours, your external manifestation of how you have learned to exist in the world. And whilst human design looks at both your subconscious and conscious selves, it is not purely based on conditioning of your personality. In fact, it actually highlights the area in your life where you may be susceptible to conditioning and offers you the opportunity to heal and support yourself in these places. It offers you the chance as well to look at the layers below the personality into your soul's energetic blueprint where you can decondition from the learnt patterns and no longer have to live by a program which is probably pretty outdated in your nervous system and one that doesn't feel in alignment or authentic to you whatsoever. There are so many personality tests out there that create this idea where people are fixed and that their energy is fixed and it's not mutable in any way that they can't change how they show up for themselves and that their programming is correct and that they have to live out that certain way which for a lot of people their programming is actually quite painful and uncomfortable because it isn't authentic to them isn't how they really want to be living their life or how they see themselves so don't feel like this is pigeonholing you into another way that you have to live your life because it's offering you a space to expand and try which leads me into my third point of what human design is it is an experiment so I encourage you here to let yourself explore the qualities of your chart to see how they best show up for you. And just like any experiment, there's a process of trial and error of trying the different parts to see how they work best. 
but getting to know how it works best for you is the best way to move with the human design system. And it's seen actually as a language to translate your energy's way of being. And sometimes it can feel like you are following certain steps. But as I mentioned earlier in the second point, that it is not a way to box yourself in. You get to see what resonates and what nuances work best for you within the system. You have to find your own way within the path for you that is right for you. And your chart can offer guidance, but only you will be able to know and execute this in the best way. And with that experimentation, there gets to be an element of play, of getting hands dirty in the mud and finding the joy in the moments where you get to realise that your own inner exploration comes with freedom. And when looking at a chart and learning more about certain aspects of it, it can sometimes feel like you resonate with one element of human design system. For example, projectors. One of their shadows is not feeling seen or heard and needing external validation to support them to feel valid in the world. And this has shown up massively in my life as a wound, but it's not a part of my chart in the larger sense of me being a projector as I am a manifester as type. But it does show up in other ways in my chart. So I get to explore and experiment these nuances in my own way rather than following the projector's guidance. And within this, I get to experiment with certain energies which are usually associated with different types, profiles, channels, and get to witness the uniqueness of how I express my chart. That really empowers me, actually, in my day-to-day life of how unique we all are and... It's just a really lovely, lovely space to be in. It really gives me such an appreciation of our similarities, but also to respect that uniqueness. It's not everyone's going to express the same elements of their charts in the same way. I know of, I think, about three other emotional one, three manifestors through different channels of social media or podcasts or coaching And we are each extremely different how we express ourselves because of the other nuances of how this shows up within our chart. And so you don't have to pigeonhole yourself to feel like you have to be the same as everybody else. Which leads me on to point three of what human design is not. A way to judge yourself. It is definitely not a way to judge yourself. And with each part of the chart, it can highlight areas where you have strengths and other areas of potential growth and conditioning. If you want to follow that route of doing the work to decondition, it is a way to highlight where you can lean into the spaces that allow you to reclaim your power to hold better boundaries. When I first learned about my chart and found out that I was a manifester type, I was actually extremely disappointed. And I know this is quite common for a few people when they find out their type. They don't feel like it resonates or they wish they were something different. 
the language around what I was hearing about manifestors made it feel really closed off and quite restrictive for me. And because I've always felt like I've been pushed into the shadow or kept quiet for a lot of my life and not being able to express myself how I want to express myself, it did, it felt really, really restricted. And I was going through a massive stage of expansion in my life when I came to human design. And it felt very much when learning that I was a manifester that I was the odd one out because of the language that was used at the time. The one that was difficult and challenging to be around, the one that was abrasive and too bold and triggering for people. And I only heard this language through quite a negative lens, I think because I've tried so hard in my life to be a people pleaser, to fit in, to have people accept me and understand me, it was, it was quite challenging to hear this. And in all honesty, I think a few people that I know that aren't um, a type of generator, whether it's a manifesting generator or a pure generator, um, I'd actually hope to be a manigen, as we call it, a manifesting generator, because the language around that is that they're bubbly, they're energetic, they're happy-go-lucky, and they're pictured by so many as this wonderful wealth of energy that just exudes out and everybody loves them. But actually, once I moved past the common language that is out there about manifestors and fell into the strengths of the language, rather than seeing it through the negative lens of what I was not or felt I could not be. Once I learned the nuances and leaned into what it was sharing about how to work with my energy best, it all aligned and clicked and I felt emboldened to continue my human design journey as it really offered me the chance to get to know myself on a level I hadn't done before. And once I felt into this, I felt like I could actually breathe for the first time. I felt understood and could see myself in a different light, which I hadn't ever before. So when I first came to human design, I was judgmental of myself, of the system. But actually, human design has helped me to no longer judge the parts of myself that I had always gone to that patterning. And those parts of me that I judged received such a deep understanding and a space to be seen as something that wanted to be supported, loved, and something that I could move forwards with rather than something to push away and hate and reject. It offered me a chance to witness certain patterns which I'd been unconscious to and in supporting their recognition, it meant that I could start healing some pretty deep wounds. So again, whether you're new to exploring your chart or have been at this a while, whenever you discover something new or dive deeper into a certain element of it, allow it to prompt curiosity rather than judgment. All of the parts of your chart are here to bring you back to your most expansive self and to awaken and support parts of you that perhaps have been pushed away for a long time. So allow curiosity to lead, as with curiosity comes love. And, well, 
we could all do with a bit more love in our lives, couldn't we? There's never, never enough love in our lives. So this leads me on to number four of what human design is. And it's an opportunity to learn more about yourself and also the people around you, whether that is your family, your friends, work colleagues, so that you can begin to understand yourself and them in collaborative spaces. How many times have you just wanted someone to get you, to understand how you work without having to do the deconditioning work yourself, without having to explain everything to them and have it not land for them in a way that is something that resonates for them, but allowing them to see you for who you truly are. And maybe this is in your family, maybe this is at work, maybe this is within your friendship groups. But human off human design offers the language and the chance for that deep level of understanding. No matter what your settle your setting No matter what your setting, whether in relationships, the workplace, running your own business, managing your family life. And if you have a family member who is easily triggered emotionally, you get to understand ways to best support them through learning their chart and vice versa. Now, there can be a lot of information around this and reading and learning about someone else's chart can be an extremely valuable tool and one of the most beautiful ways of self-care and love for others that you can do in in my view so like with your own chart start small or maybe get someone to do a reading for you so you can understand the synergy between the charts a little better between yours and theirs what is also available is doing relationship readings where you can place both your charts your chart, sorry, (laughs) and someone else's charts together to explore what this would actually look like. Because when you um, bring two charts together, it actually creates a whole separate chart of how you both show up in that space based on what may be defined or undefined in your individual charts. If that's a lot for you to think about, then just place it to one side and you can come back to it at another time when you're ready to do it, ready to look at it with somebody else. Um, But otherwise, yeah, it's actually been used quite a lot in teams, in work environments to see how people best work together and how different partnerships working on certain projects may be better than others. And yeah, as I said before, it will create a new chart of what is activated so you can see your relationship language and blueprint. And these are different between each and every person that you check out. So whether it's yourself and a partner, yourself and a sibling, yourself and a co-worker, it's never the same. But it is a really fun way to see what energy is created between the two of you. And I really enjoy exploring this with my own life with friends. I'm yet to look at my family through this lens. Um, There's part of me that's holding back, but soon, very soon, I will start to look into this. So then this leads into point four of what human design is not. And it is not a substitute for living your life as it wants to evolve. 
So we're all here to learn certain lessons and our life is guiding us through um, on the path to uncover. And we tend to find those lessons no matter which decisions and route we choose to go down. We're always led back to it. But with systems like human design and astrology, some people very much get caught up by only living life through the lens of the system. And it can be really helpful to do this when you're trying to learn about yourself. But try not to hold yourself back from living the experiment that is your life as a whole. Human design is meant to contribute and be a complement to your daily life to expand you further, not restrict you on one certain path. It highlights your strengths. But remember, life is guiding you to where you are going rather than taking yourself out of the experiences and out of experiencing everything around you and only living through your chart. You can think of your chart as the map. And the map is not always the territory. It can show different potential paths, but it doesn't show you the placement of every single tree, every single leaf, every single animal, insect, body of water, every puddle, every bit of muddy area in your life, every single detail which makes up the landscape. It doesn't show you every single blade of grass. And nothing can substitute for that real life experience of seeing every fine detail of the landscape. So feel free to study away, learn away, but take it out into the world and into your life. And this takes me into our final point for what human design is. So it is a lived embodied experience and not just another theory. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the learning and the intellectualization of systems, processes, theories that we actually forget to live it. We actually forget to live them if they resonate with us. Human design is called an experiment for this reason. It is a lived, embodied experience and not just a theory. It wants to be lived through you rather than just being another piece of information sitting in your mind. Because we, we hold so much information in our minds and that was great. It helps us to converse and act in the world and pull on different pieces of knowledge at certain times in our life. But real change and transformation will only come from you walking the walk rather than just knowing what the steps may look like. And this is why I'm actually really grateful for my 1-3 profile as it offers me the chance to learn the details and then try it out and live it in my body to learn what feels right and to find my own way. The line one is the conscious line. So something I'm always living through is the intellectualizing and collecting the wealth of knowledge that a subject or a person can bring to a situation but it can also be a bit of a trap to not let myself live it fully and if I'm only living in one part of it then it means that it's not expressed through my daily life so that's why I'm also super super grateful for my line three where it's all about the trial and error and this is kind of making me and forcing me to try things and to see if it's right for me and if you're someone who loves to share things with others, then let it be through a lived experience first. There's something that I heard recently on a podcast and I cannot remember who said it or what podcast it was. I listened to so many podcasts. 
But it said, know the way, go the way to show the way. And you have to know the way and then go the way to be able to show the way with authenticity. If you skip that go the way stage, then when it's never going to feel authentic to others because you're only pulling upon a theory which you've never actually tested yourself. And <laughs> example of this, how many times do you buy something on recommendation of somebody else who's tried and tested it rather than just because it makes sense to buy it? You're more likely to buy something that somebody else has tried and then told you and shown you how great it is rather than just seeing it on a shelf for the first time and being like, yeah, I'm going to buy that without any kind of knowledge around it beforehand. So you always want to know that someone else has lived it first and can see the benefits before testing it out. So know the way, go the way and show the way. It is a lived embodied experience. And my last point of what human design is not is it is not a religion. Human design is here as a non-dogmatic experiment, pulling on science and the esoteric to support people's growth and pass, path, <laughs> growth and path to alignment within themselves. I'm reading my notes and for some reason that just got really stuck on my tongue. <laughs> So I'll say that again, the human design system is here as a non-dogmatic experiment pulling on science and the esoteric to support people's growth and path into alignment within themselves. There we go, nailed it. <laughs> it is open to everyone from every background, religion, race, culture to support their own inner growth. It doesn't judge, it doesn't criticise, it doesn't hold people back it's a space where that growth is really here for everyone to take into their own lives and it is not only a spiritual practice but also a strategic and structured system to bring about connection to self and others so that concludes our 10 points in the end that we went through there of what human design is and what it is not five of each and there's so many more that I could have shared with you but these are kind of the key pieces that I wanted to share with you in this episode I may do another one of these further down the line um but we'll see but there's one more final reminder and takeaway that I would like to share with you and this is one that I love and I share with everybody every single time that I work with them and working with their chart as well and I do remind people of this all the time in this space that Human design is a tool, not a rule. It is not a set of rules to follow and then you're healed. It is not another tick box or box to place yourself in, as I mentioned earlier. Is it a tool for your greatest expansion yet? And it offers you the chance to pick it up and use it when you want to delve deeper at times that you have the capacity and to place to one side when you are living your life in the moment. It offers you the opportunity to explore areas where you may need to support yourself more or where you can lean into your strengths. So do not be constricted by this system and let it work for you, not against you. If you're interested in exploring your chart a little more, then 
I'm actually going to be opening up some very limited spots in the next couple of weeks for May and June bookings where I hold space for those either new to the system or those looking to explore the system further and to reflect on what they may have already been working on and to go a little deeper. And these are in my signature energetic blueprint readings. So if this is something of interest to you where you feel like this system from what you've already heard from me or elsewhere, if you've started looking into it before, if you feel like that's something that resonates and that you'd like to dive deeper with a little more support from somebody who knows this realm really well, uh, then please feel free to follow the link in the show notes to add yourself to the wait list to hear first when those spots are being released. And a little something special for those that do join the wait list. Uh, the first three people who book will be getting a delicious little discount off of their session. And all the details will be shared in the communication with the waitlist people. Uh, so if you do want to hear more about this, then follow the link to be included. But just reminding yourself here not to be too strict, too forceful, too overbearing with this system and thinking that you have to do anything with perfection. It's an experiment for a reason. So let yourself explore that within your body, within your life. Oh, I hope that this episode was useful and helpful for you, my love. And I'm so grateful that you are here today. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share this with somebody who you think it might be helpful for as well especially if you're if you started talking about human design with anybody in your life and sharing if you've been doing a little bit with your own experiment or if you're just starting and you've just heard this about this new system that you want to delve into then please feel free to share this out share it on socials don't forget to tag us on at the rise within podcast we're mainly found on instagram but pinterest and tiktok are coming soon so yeah i can't wait to see your shares and hear what you think of this episode and of course if you've got any yourself then i'd love to hear your versions of this as well what it is and what it isn't for you because there's going to be some beautiful nuances in all of that too Oh, there we go, beauties. That is episode five for you there. I don't know what else to say, so I'm going to close this out now. There was something that was there at the tip of my tongue, but it's just disappeared. So I'm sending you so, so much love. And I really, really hope that you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to dropping into your space again next week. Lots of love and take care thank you so much for joining me beauty for this episode i really really appreciate you being here and allowing me to land in your space if you enjoyed the episode there are a few things that you can do to support this podcast to reach more ears firstly please make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss when we drop more magical episodes just like this one and don't forget to give us a five star review on apple and spotify podcasts so more people can find and enjoy it too share your epic takeaways on socials and don't forget to tag us at the rise within podcast which will be linked in the show notes for you so that we can spread the word 
And one last thing, if you know someone that you think this episode would resonate with and it would help with their healing journey, then please, please go ahead and share it with them to make their day. I'm holding so much love and gratitude to you for being here with me and I really can't wait to catch you next time on the Rise Within podcast.